to the Hope is Powerful podcast. My name is Karen Sebastian Worth, affectionately known as the Hope Lady, and I'm here to share with you a hope infusion. I know you may be in a dark place right now, but you will get through it. You can go from rock bottom to the mountaintop. Let's start taking steps towards that today. Welcome to Hope is Powerful. This is the Hope Lady, and we're continuing in our ABCs of self-care for caregivers. We are on the letter S, and I'm calling this one Stay Connected. 1 Corinthians 12, 26 in the English Standard Version says, If one person suffers, all suffer together. If one person is honored, all rejoice together. It was never my intention to isolate myself while I was caring for my late husband, Bill. It basically happened because I was so consumed with caring for him that it just was easier to stay home than to try to find someone to watch him and do all the things that needed to happen, especially in the last six months where he required so much help with so many different bodily functions, so to speak. It didn't have anything to do with the fact that others didn't want to help. In fact, they offered and I turned them down. And I talked about this in my last podcast, Receive Help Graciously. So if that is an issue for you, please go listen to that one. I'll put a link in the show notes. The other challenge was when my husband retired from being a pastor, the kids and I started going to a large church. And for some reason, it was hard to connect. And I was perceived as being single because my husband was unable to go with me. Isolation ensued. I would go and not connect as much as I would have liked to or as would have happened if he and I had gone as a couple. If you're a caregiver, you may have stopped meeting with friends you met with before because you're no longer a couple. Basically, people stop asking you to meet them, not because they no longer want to be your friend, but simply because you have turned them down so many times. It shouldn't be this way, but in the busy nature of people's lives, we let time pass without making special efforts to stay connected. If you are going through this right now, I'm going to give you three things that you can begin to do to remove the isolation from your life. Because isolation is very detrimental to your health and to everything. You need to stay connected. So here's what I'm going to have you do. There are three R's. Reconnect with friends. Who are your forever friends? You know who I'm talking about. The list of those who you would love to speak with or sit down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea. Make a list and then pick up the phone or send a message to these friends. I've got news for you. They will be absolutely delighted to reconnect with you and you'll be refreshed after your time with them. The other thing to do is make a list of people with whom you'd be comfortable leaving your loved one. If you're at that stage where you need to care for them full time, 
let them come over to test it out and show them what they need to do while you are away. This is especially important if your loved one has advanced dementia or Alzheimer's or has the need for a lot of physical intervention. So the second R is receive positive input. And in Philippians 4, 8, if you know the New King James Version, it's the one I have memorized by whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, of good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Listen to it in the Passion Translation. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Don't you just love that? Hard to do, though. Where you are right now as a caregiver, you are focusing on what you have heard is the truth. In other words, the details of the disease, the prognosis of what is said. You're thinking about all the things that are wrong with the system, with fill in the blank. You're thinking about things that others are doing wrong You're in a dark place and you don't even know how to answer people anymore when they say, how is your husband? How is your loved one doing? You really don't want to even talk about it anymore because it, especially if it's not good news. So I'm going to give you some questions for you to consider and fix your thoughts on because this is what's going to begin to reconnect you with people. What are the details? What is true? Not what has been said, but what is the truth related to your values and your life? And they may seem hidden to others and they aren't coming from where you're coming. So here's the question. Are you willing to be patient with your judgment until all the details are revealed? You know, I've often wondered when people say the life expectancy of this person is this long. And they're basing that on past history and others, but that doesn't necessarily make that true in your case. It doesn't mean that you don't face the facts that are in front of you of the prognosis. It just means that it's not necessarily truth. It's facts. The next word is noble. And I love that this means reverential awe worthy of worship, basically in alignment with your faith that God is working everything for your good. You have great hope, the confident expectation that he is working. So here's your question. Do you maintain a hopeful heart, believing that God can work out all the details? The next word is just. And what that means is to do the right thing even when no one is watching. This is so important. You do the right thing without looking around to see what others are doing. Your responsibility in your role right now is to do the right thing and serve God. And that question is, 
Do you do what is right when no one is watching? The next is pure. And I want you to focus on what is right about others. We are so willing to criticize people and we're so willing to be harsh with others. And I think that we need to focus in on what are they doing right? Here's your question for this one. Are you willing to look deeper into what could be another's motive rather than judging harshly? The next one I love, it's the word lovely. And in the original, it means emitting light. It means smiling when you're in a room of people that aren't smiling. It means that you are looking to pull out the light, pull out the smile in others, to bring about a response from someone who is in a very dark place. Here's your question on that one. Do you believe that everyone has the capacity to shine brightly with hope no matter how dark the situation has become? Next one is good report. This is excellence. And I want you to focus in on what you are doing well and what others are doing well rather than what's not working. And in this caregiving season you're in, it's so easy to focus on how broken the system is. But I want you to see what others do well in order to highlight and call it forward. What are you doing well? When I think about this, I remember the home visitation nurse who loved the Lord and loved us and poured out so much love to us. We didn't realize it at the time, but she said later after Bill moved to heaven that we were the bright light in her week because of our laughter and our fun that we had together, but also our appreciation of her. She was so excellent. Not all of them were, not all of them cared, but she did. And so we were able to call that out. And virtue, that means good things, amazing qualities. I want you to begin to tell the person you're caring for what are good qualities of things they have done, legacy that they're leaving. This is what you talk about in a eulogy at a funeral. Start honoring them now while they can hear it. Tell them the impact that they are having on everyone around you. The question is, What stories can you tell about the amazing quality of others? The third R is recommit time to yourself. This whole series is about that. It's not selfish to honor your personal needs for refreshing and rest. And share those responsibility and time so that you can collect your sense and answer these questions about your situation. Journal about it. Write a blog. Share this with others. That is so important. Your time with the Lord and being in His presence is so vital for your well-being. You want to be able to give to others with something to give. Don't let yourself get so empty and so dry. I challenge you today, reconnect with friends, receive positive input, delete all that social media that's negative or inflammatory, surround yourself with optimistic messages that edify rather than tear down. So important. 
And I want to pray for you because I know this is a hard time and you are doing an excellent job. Thank you, God, for each caregiver who's listening to me right now. For the times of refreshing you have for us in this caregiving journey will come as we focus on the right things. And I ask you for wisdom on who to have help them in their caregiving journey. Give them peace as they leave their loved one and take time to reconnect with friends. Thank you for those who are going to come alongside to suffer as they suffer and rejoice as we honor those we love. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. Thank you for listening to this series. I suggest that you follow this podcast. I would love a review. It would mean the world to know that this is blessing you and helping you. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Remember, you're taking steps toward the light. No matter how dark it is right now, if you look up, you will see hope rays go from rock bottom to the mountaintop one step at a time. Thanks so much for listening to the Hope is Powerful podcast. Subscribe now and join our Facebook group, The Power of Hope, for more hope infusions. Until next time, keep looking up for hope.